Well, it's time this morning that we come to the message. After we've come through the morning and and we've worked uh, through whatever challenges to come to the service today or even be in the service today, it's time that we start to settle ourselves down and hear from the Word of God. So I ask, Lord, that you would help us and open our hearts to what you have to tell us today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you might be remember and be familiar with a passage of Scripture from Romans 6.23. From the book of Romans, chapter 6.23, it's one of those that you should memorize, I think, if you're interested in reaching other people, but it's for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We talked about sin in there. And some people wonder, well, what is sin? In James 4, 17, we'll give you a passage scripture. I know we're going to jump around, but we're going to read here in a couple minutes. But as we lay some foundation, the wages of sin is death. What is sin? Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So if you know you're doing bad and you do it anyway, that's sin. Pretty straightforward. If you know something you're supposed to do and you're not doing it, that's sin too. But who measures what's good and what's bad and who tells you what those things are? Well, in Genesis 2.25, in Genesis 2.25, you can look there if you want. We're going to be going to Genesis 3, verses 8 through 11, and read together in just a minute. And it says, And they both were naked. This is Adam and Eve. The man and his wife and were not ashamed. And now why weren't they not ashamed? Because... This was before the fall. This was before they partook of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Remember, the serpent tempted them and said, Hey, you won't surely die. Because God had told them, don't eat of that. And they decided they would eat anyway. But before they disobeyed God, they weren't ashamed. They didn't know any better. They weren't ashamed. So if we turn over to Genesis 3... Verses 8 through 11. Genesis 3, verses 8 through 11. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? They felt shame. They felt shame that they hadn't, didn't know before. They felt shame that they didn't have before. Because they had disobeyed God, they became knowledgeable of the relationship with God, and they were ashamed. But see, God wants to help. God wants to help. And if we turn to Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Matthew 11, 28 to 30.
So we're laying some foundation here is that they felt ashamed once they knew what right and wrong was. And there was shame that comes. And, and maybe you have had a situation where you did something and, that, and now you're embarrassed. You're walking around and you're, and you're thinking, I hope nobody finds out. I hope that nobody knows. There's some guilt in there. There's some shame in there. But in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's a yoke? Have you ever seen in the movies where it's the yoke, it's the yoke of oxen, and there's that wood that's going across the neck of one oxen and the neck of the other one, and there's wood that comes underneath, and they pull a cart? And what he's saying is, listen, put my yoke on you. Let me pull with you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. In contrast to what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everyone had in their ritualistic rules and laws. And it becomes something that's hard to live up to. You ever try to make everybody happy? You ever had that pro problem with somebody seems to always be mad at you? or It's like you can't be good enough. You just can't be good enough. You please one person and it makes somebody else upset. Then you try to beat that person and it makes them upset. And you're trying to please everybody. And it's hard. You try to please your parents. And then that doesn't please your friends. You please your friends, doesn't please your parents. And then the different people you run into, you don't wear the right shoes or wear the right clothes or say the right words. You don't say it with the right accent or without an accent. Or you don't like the right things or you don't like the right causes or you don't complain about the right things. or There's just so much to try to keep up with and you feel guilty or maybe you feel like I, I just don't fit. But then there's the other part of it that makes you uncomfortable, but sometimes we feel guilty about things that maybe we shouldn't feel guilty on. What was happening was the religious rulers were putting things on people that God wasn't putting on people. But see, God comes to help. So if God puts a standard on you and says, this is how you should behave, or this is how you should act, He wants to help you to be able to meet that standard. John 3.17 says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. His goal is to help you. His goal is not to tear you down. That's not what He's about. He comes to save the world, not to condemn it. The world was born in sin, and we have the sin. He came... To save the world. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, even when we're tempted, what does it say? 
No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. If a temptation that could trip you up is to come along, God's not going to allow one to come along that could trip you up without giving you a way to step over the difficulty. His goal is not for you to fail. Some would teach that you sin in word, thought, or day, uh, word, thought, or deed every day. But what the scripture is telling us is that if I know to do good and do it not, then it is sin. If I don't know any better, just like a young child doesn't necessarily know how to behave, they don't know what they're doing, they might spill their drink, they don't know that. But a 14-year-old that is careless and spills their drink, they're going to be held accountable. Certainly they're going to be held accountable if they pour it out. But a baby knocks it around, you're not going to hold them accountable. God holds you accountable to where you are and where He wants you to be walking. You can't live up to people's standards. Their standards are inconsistent and their standards change. And today you will find people throwing around the, well, if you don't support this, that's immoral. Or this is immoral. Everything's moral and immoral. They try to raise the bar to moral and immoral. So what is the standard that you chase? Because what they say now might change. Your standard should be what God places on you. Because He's not going to place more than you're able to bear when it comes to a temptation. His goal is to help you. Doesn't mean you're not going to have challenging times and difficult times. We're talking about sin here. His goal is to help you. The wages of sin is death, but sin is giving, going against the known will of God. Adam and Eve disobeyed and became aware of their nakedness and brought that shame. Brought that shame. So, people have this desire, or it would seem they're, they're wanting to, to do right, maybe. Billy Graham said one time, we're all born with a God-shaped hole in our heart. We need God. Some might say that they're trying to make sure, do better for themselves, or they, they, they chase different religions. They know that something's not right, and they want to, to do the right thing. 1 John 1, 7 tells us, though, that if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Christ, Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So what, what, are we, what are we trying to say here? You want to fit in and you want to do what is right. You want to have that right standard. But whose standard should you go by? Some people put a standard up here that you'll, you cannot achieve. That's not you. That's not your personality. God knows who you are and what you should and shouldn't be doing and how fast that you learn things. 
Some people have different mental capabilities. God meets them where they're at. But he came to forgive us our sins. And his standard, his standard, there's a scripture that says, he that has called you is faithful to do it. He's not going to ask you to do something. His goal is not for you to fail, but his goal is for you to succeed. How many times have you run into people and you're pretty sure their goal is not for you to succeed, but they want to knock you down and to push you down and humiliate you and make you look bad and you just wish that didn't happen? Make your standard God's standard. What does God want you to do? Not does what some church wants you to do, but what was it that God wants you to do? And then follow that. Walk in the light with Jesus. Seek Him. He made a way for salvation through His death on the cross. If we accept Him as our Savior, not just that He exists, but we believe in Him. You might believe someone exists, but do you believe in them? Do you risk your life in them? We can believe in Jesus. He shed His blood for us. And then we apply that. And it does talk about repent. We need to change. God help us to change, to walk in the, the light and do the right things, but He just doesn't give us an edict and leave us alone. He helps us to walk in the way that we should walk. And a lot of the way that we should walk has to do with our relationship with God and our relationship with fellow man. So the guilt that you might feel the shame that you might feel, if it's of God, it needs to be dealt with. And God gave us a way through Jesus and His shed blood. We accept Him, we ask for forgiveness, and we say, God, help me to do better. And then we follow Jesus. We walk in the light with Him. But see, that's why the, His burden, His yoke is easy and His burden is light, because people put standards on you that you can't achieve. Some people put standards on you to make themselves feel better. Sometimes the thing that they're loudest about could be the thing that they're the worst about. And see, in Jesus' time, as is in the time people get caught up in the activities of things and the measure of things, and you're like, I can't please everybody. And sometimes you can't even meet those capabilities, but please God. He's made a way. He understands who you are. He understands what you can handle. So if you make God happy... You make Jesus happy, you can rest in that. And if Jesus has happened with me, even though everyone else isn't, I can have that. That's how you have that peace that passes understanding. That's how you have that joy. Because you've rested in Jesus. You're trusting in Jesus for what he's telling you to do and what he wants you to do, and then you can do it. And sometimes it's not the other people that are putting that pressure on you, is it? Sometimes it's you. You've set a standard that you can't achieve. You're trying to compare yourself to someone else. You might be comparing yourself to Jesus. Jesus set the example. But what do I need to work on first? There's so much that I need to do to get like and follow an example of Jesus. Well, just walk where Jesus has you to walk at the moment. Walk where he's having you to walk now. And just rest in Jesus. 
So what I want to remind you of today is that we can rest in Jesus. That he came so we can have that rest. It gives us the hope of salvation and eternity, but we can have rest even now. Oh yeah, we have challenges and we'll have difficulties. But we don't have to walk around in shame. We might have done something in the past. We can get forgiveness of that, put it under the blood of Jesus and move on. But we don't have to take on all these other things that other people place on us. Because as we preached about before, that's kind of that bears down that weight. Don't let other people put rocks in your backpack. If you've been hiking, that's what we've talked about. People put requirements on you that aren't godly. People put requirements on you that God hasn't put on you. Don't allow that to happen. Just trust in God. So if you're walking around with shame today, and it's legitimate shame, legitimate problem where you've gone against God, Jesus is the answer. You say, Lord, I am sorry for the bad that I've done. Please forgive me. I want to follow you. Help me to follow you. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. That's the prayer. That's the sinner's prayer pretty much in a nutshell. You don't have to pray it just like that. But if you seek God, he's going to respond. But that's where we have that peace. That's where we have that hope. That's where we have that answer. And we can have that satisfaction that we're making God happy. We just have to trust him. And shed all the other things that we place on ourselves and people place on us. It's a hard thing to do, but God can help us. Father God, I pray that you'd be with each one in this congregation today. I pray to the Lord that you would help us to realize that we don't need to make everybody Lord. We just need to make you Lord. We don't need to make everybody happy. We need to make you happy. And that your burden is light. Because you're going to put it, when you put something on us, we're able to achieve it. Lord, you might stretch us. You might make us work for it a little bit. But we can achieve it. We have confidence that you will help us. That we're not alone. We can have confidence that it's not something that's unachievable. It's something that's achievable through you. And Father, that we can get rid of the shame and we can get rid of this guilt and this feeling of inadequacy that we can never measure up to everyone around us. Lord, we know we can't measure up to your holiness except we can through the blood of Jesus. May we accept your forgiveness. May we ask for it. May we accept it. And as you've forgiven us, Allow us to forgive ourselves. And uh, help us, the Lord, to walk in the light as you are in the light. And that we can fellowship one with another. And that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I pray, the Lord, that you would just help us today to allow you to bring the peace and allow you to bring the joy and allow you to help us in this trying world, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.